tell you what they've achieved. They've achieved something absolutely rotten. And Kieran uh, McGinley as a player was, you know, a, a phenomenal player and he didn't cry and he didn't whinge, you know. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. But I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. Remember that tribe in, in, in Iraq, the Shiite tribe? Well, we've watched Shiite football. People think I'm a bit of a, a lunatic, loose cannon, whatever you'd like to uh, say. Seamus! Come on! Move! Move! Good evening. Welcome to the GAA Scorers Podcast. You're with my myself, Pierce Corcoran. And this evening, or wherever you're listening to the podcast, if you're in the morning, in the evening, in the nighttime, whatever, we have Porrick Gill and Kevin Nolan from the Club Players Association. Porrick, who uh, used to play with Longford, and Kevin, who has played with the Dublin Senior Footballers and, all our, and has an All-Ireland medal as well, have gone back to their roots and have been advocating and supporting and championing the, the idea of the club player. And through their work in the Club Players Association, they've been looking to get a say into how the fixtures are organised in the GAA, because as we all know, I think we could all be in agreement, the way the fixtures are at the moment are just in complete disarray. But unfortunately, the Club Players Association have hit a brick wall as such with the GAA, with the GAA refusing to let the lads uh, have their say alongside their executive, have their say at Congress this weekend. Uh, They've written to Porrick Duffy, they've written to the GAA, and as as such, they've not been allowed to have a say. Uh, Kevin and Porrick will explain to us later on what the Club Players Association is, how it came about, why it exists. Uh, We talk about the challenges that come down the road, aside from the fixtures mess, participation levels, the what kind of coverage it's been getting, but also kind of we have a chat about their own experiences playing games because the, the two of them they both have unique experiences within the GAA Kevin playing with a club like Chemical Croaks within a county like Dublin who like, uh, like I mentioned in the podcast uh, are their own juggernaut in themselves in terms of they're almost guaranteed to be playing football around September each year so it poses its own risks and challenges for uh, organising clubs, uh, the club season, as opposed to Porrick in Longford, who um, perhaps haven't they haven't been as successful as the uh, the Dubs in recent years, um, in that small county, smaller county scenario. Sorry, um, with the idea of clubs having other effects that mightn't occur up in Dublin with such economic concerns, um, emigration and, and, uh, and the like. So, yeah, we. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, the lads at the end explain how you can get in touch with the CPA. So you're going to have to listen to the podcast all the way through to find out how you can get involved with the CPA if you're looking to do it. And as always, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can catch me on Twitter, um, catch me on Facebook or wherever you want to catch GA scores on Twitter. If you have any questions, any concerns or anything like that, please do. So, um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Right, thanks very much for joining us on the show this evening. Uh, Kevin, we'll go to you first. Um, I've just, it's been a bit of a whirlwind of a week for the Club Players Association. 
what what is what is for someone who might not know what is the club players association um well the, the club players association was set up um a number of months ago by declan brennan um he got in touch with a few people just to find out their opinions on you know what was sort of missing for the the club players within the gaa and he sort of rounded up a bit of a network of of contacts that he would have you know, made over the last couple of years and put together an association which voices the opinions and looks after the the welfare of the club player. Um, that's the ultimate game, the ultimate aim. And then by doing that, um, or sorry, in order to do that, we'd have to sort of carry out our main goal, which is to fix the fixtures. And that's something we've been harping on for the last number of weeks and months um, since we've since we've launched. And it's basically just trying to organise the. The, the sort of meaningful schedule for the for the GA calendar, so that you know each month is it's properly scheduled, and players know what they're meant to be doing, and they know when they have their off season, so that you know they can plan life in sport, but also away from sport. And just for you, Kevin, you um you you're the club uh, player welfare coordinator for the CPA. Yeah. Is that right? I am. Yeah. I what am, I what am. what about that organisation? What about the CPA? made you stand up and say, you know what, I want to do my part? Well, um, I got to know Declan Brennan when I was in uh, DCU and he's a, a man who, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve and whatever he does and um, he asked me for my opinion on it and I just gave him what I thought and, um, you know, I, 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 I felt that the players within the, within the GA sort of, you know, in relation to the fixtures has to be has to be looked at, but also as well as that, looking at you know physical, mental, and emotional welfare of the player, so that you know well-being is adhered to as best as we possibly can. So, I went to him with you know my idea of of what the CPA should be, and he asked me would I get on board. And then, you know, over the last couple of months when we have met up in uh, various locations, he just asked me would I be interested in heading the player welfare committee. Um, now, I'm not saying I'm in any way uh, an expert in, in player welfare, but um, we have a number of high, you know, high, uh, highly educated people involved with us. You know, they range from physios and doctors who have been involved in, in the sport in, at, at a high level. We have nutritionists, we have strength and conditioning coaches. And, you know, these are, if, if you were to... If you're to look at the people now, they're probably competing against each other every couple of weeks when it comes to the National League, but they've you know, maybe a bit of persuasion on my behalf, but they've they've come on board in order to, to help the average club player um to get to where he sees the intercounty player playing. Um, you know, the intercounty player gets all the nutritional advice, he gets all the strength and conditioning work um that, you know, the average club player doesn't get. So we tried to create a bit of a forum whereby players can see this um uh, you know, skills and, and, and advice from from top uh, professionals in, in their given field. So that's something that I, you know, want to, to make sure that once we sort of get going with this fix the fixtures um, plan that we want to, to set out, that we can start to branch out into other areas that we feel is also important to a club player. And so far, what has been the reception the Club Players Association has gotten from uh, the GA uh, head honchos? Um, well, so far it hasn't it hasn't gone down too well um, in relation to I, I think a lot of people even I think the GPA maybe at the start may have felt may have felt that we were out there as an as an enemy um, and we're trying to sort of pick out the people who are to blame for all this. But 
And again, we've said it over the last number of weeks that no one is to blame for this. No one is in any way the enemy. There's no one. Be, we're not picking out anyone for for making mistakes. We're just saying that we've we we we've identified a problem. I think everyone in the GA knows that there is there is a problem. We're we're just trying to to make sure that we can all sit down as a full committee, as a full group, um, to 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 sort of come up with a solution for this. Um, we're not saying that we have the solution for everything. We want to get as many different ideas on board that we can, so that we can hopefully cater for everyone's needs. Um, and I think the GA saw us as, as a threat, but we're not saying that in any means. We're just trying to stick up for the the ninety whatever ninety five ninety six percent of people that play GAA, um, so that you know everyone plays it for the love of the game. And at the minute, um, I don't know if it's if if we're looking after those players. Joining us as well is uh, Porrick Gill from uh, Longford. You you the Longford representative on the Club Players Association, Porrick. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Declan Brennan, same as Kevin, asked me to get involved. I knew him from my DCU days as well. Same as Kevin, actually. We played fresher together. It must be 10 years ago. <laughs> now. Um, yeah, no, when, once Declan, says, as Kevin was saying, is where's his heart and Steve, he's, he's very passionate. When he asks you to do something, you, you tend to do it for him. So I was delighted, I was delighted to uh, get the opportunity when, when the phone call came. And is it something... Is this then... Uh, kind of changing of the guard within the within the GAA. Not to not to go, go rake over too many calls in terms of your uh, playing freshest football ten years ago, but is it a case of the club players association representing this generation who have said, you know what, we've seen what goes on in other sports in terms of players getting their holidays when they're told um, that fixtures are when they're fixed that they that they that they get put on that there is a clear and concise plan. We're, we're not standing for it anymore. Yeah, well, I think uh, enough is enough at this stage. We've seen every every year where in the club championship, for example, you're seeing different county champions having to go out into the provincial club championship the next day because there's a backlog of fixtures that have to be made up for in the winter months when they've been sitting sitting idle for five and six months during the summer. And eventually, like Declan Brennan and Michal Briarty, they've said enough is enough and we're going to start this organisation to, to try and change it. And we'd be hoping that this weekend will be the start of, of that change. But it hasn't gotten off to a great start with uh, the refusal of us being allowed to speak at Congress. Why, why, why were the Club Players Association refused the opportunity to speak at Congress? What was the reason given by uh, the GAA at headquarters? So that I'm not sure of, but my own opinion of it is that it's some kind of fear that our opinion will end up tilting the balance to stop them from getting the two-thirds majority. It was really frustrating because, you know, Aegon O'Farrell, nearly in every speech he makes, he, he, he talks about the club being the bedrock, the foundation, the cornerstone of the association. Yet here's an opportunity for him to show leadership and allow the representatives of said clubs express their voice, express their opinions at Congress, and he doesn't allow it. So it's it, it beggars belief, really. Uh, you know... Uh, it's supposed to be a democratic organisation, but that doesn't sound like democracy to me. What do you make then? Some county players have come out in favour of the proposals. Our ex-county players, one in particular, Dick Clerken, has said that we need change, we need something to kickstart the process. What do you say to the likes of him who might be uh, going in favour of the of these plans? Yeah, I don't think a lot of it now, to be perfectly honest with you. And I saw, I saw there today that the GPA came out 70-30 against the proposal but 
Yeah, I saw Dick Turpin's performance on, on League Sunday and I wasn't impressed with it at all. I wasn't impressed with, with RTE. They didn't provide an alternative view at all. If anything, it was alternative facts that they were putting out there. And, you know, he was there in the guise of Porrick Duffy as far as I could see, as far as I could tell. You know, they um, one, one comment that he made that the club players don't play with, with or the county players don't play with their clubs during the summer, so this Super 8 format isn't going to impact them. Like, that's the whole point. Johnny Cooper was only a couple of weeks ago. He said that he played four games last year with Nafina. So that, that's not good enough. To say it doesn't impact the clubs, it, it's nonsense. Like, with the Super 8, there are uh, counties who otherwise would have been knocked out at quarterfinal stage. It's prolonging the agony for clubs involved in those counties. It's another three weeks that they're sitting on their hands doing nothing. They've been sitting on their hands for four months prior to that. And that's why you see the fallout in, in player rates. It's, some, it's crazy. It's over 90% between 18 and 30 years of age. And it's only going to continue with, with thinking like that. Kevin, you're the you're the player welfare coordinator, like we mentioned. And what do you make of yeah. those statistics? What do you make of what Porrick said? Is he is 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 this the where the problem the coal face of the problem is right now? Yeah, well, I totally agree. And uh, you know, we're talking about competition with with other sports, you know, soccer and rugby, and we're not really doing ourselves any favors by by causing unnecessary um, dropout rates. Like I just think that. I've just, I'm sure Park would remember lads that we would have played with in college, or even lads that he played with in the club that either stopped playing GA because of because of these different problems that we we encounter on a yearly basis of you know not being able to plan holidays, not being able to spend time with friends and family, um, and even just you know booking tickets to a concert and you, you you could have nothing on some you know a certain day, and then all of a sudden you get a phone call to say there's a res- reschedule of fixtures and. It is just I I I think it's 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 crazy it's chaos, um at times and just back to the you know the super eight, like what happens to the team that that loses their first two matches and still have to play their third game um do they go ahead and play that game um if they do it's again they're holding up their own county championship which again leads on to the provincial club championship so um I just you know it's, in in relation to the player welfare I just think it's 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 massive. It gives lads time. It has to give lads time to to rest and recover, both physically and mentally. Um, but at the minute, like Dublin, within Dublin now, I'd say most county, most club teams would start training in first week in January, second week in January, and last year, just going from what happened, we played a game on the thirteenth of December. So you're going nearly twelve months uh, where you're still trying to peak in every training session so that you you know you win these league matches and then also you're trying to peak so that if your county gets knocked out from a championship that you, you you possibly have to play a championship game within two to three weeks so it's just the uncertainty and you know sort of the unfairness for the the average club player so what is the um, the solution in the club players association i like is it a case of reducing the amount of fixtures is it a case of scrapping them and starting again because like you mentioned porrick where with the idea of the super eight and county players not playing with the club players and johnny cooper is a great example of four games last year with, with nafina it's i think the way i suppose my question is the way the game is going it's reflecting the rise of professionalism in rugby in Ireland. And you see the idea of Leinster, Connacht, Ulster, Munster, and then club sides. If this continues, is that what we're going to see? That, that When you get called up to the county team, you're effectively 
pulled from the club team. Potentially, that is very, very possible, and you'd have to resist that completely because, you know, the the GA is about the club, and if you take that away, you take that the grassroots away from it, you aren't going to have the same support for the games if that is the case. So that needs to be resisted, and that's why one of the main reasons as well why this Super Eight has to go. And like as Kevin was saying, we don't have the plan just yet of what the ideal format is, but the intercounty the inter-county calendar has to be condensed. So there's lot, there are lots of good formats have been mooted out there. Like uh, Sean Kelly came out with a great format in, in, in 2012. Shane Stapleton has a good format out there. there uh, Joe Brawley alluded to Pat Gilroy's um, format where the clubs release release their players for uh, like a festival of football in the summer. So that's why like the CPA just wants uh, Pauric Duffy to park the proposal till all the stakeholders can get together the likes of the CPA the GPA uh, Croke Park Provincial Board Delegates County Board Delegates the likes of these people to come together sit down and try and figure out what is best for the club and for the county because what's good for the club is going to be good for the county and what's good for both of those is going to be good for Croke Park in general and fix this mess once and for all because that is it all, it, it is so obvious like just fix this and it'll be done and we can get on with it and going back to enjoying the sport that we all signed up to play because we love it Is that it then? Is that is it in a case of fix the club uh, the fixture mess and the club player association they're happy or what what is it like you know with the, with the rise of the GPA and the and the association over the last number of years it's taken it's taken on different roles it's taken on different aspects of uh of uh the, the intercounty scene is that what we can expect from the club club players association in time you, you can never tell you don't know what way these things are going to go but what I signed up for and what I what I can see, all I want to see is just a bit of fairness coming back towards the clubs. And by doing that is to get the fixtures sorted. Um, obviously, yeah, player welfare, what, what Kevin is in charge of is extremely important as well. But the whole raison d'etre of the, the club players associations to get these fixtures sorted out for the ninety the ninety nine percent. Yeah. Like you know, just just to add in on that, like Myself and Pork, we're obviously not involved for, for monetary or, you know, we're not involved for financial gains of anyone. Uh, where it's all voluntary based. It's, we're doing things off our own back, um, working away during the day. And when we find a bit of time in the evenings or even during the day, trying to link up with different people within the country, within the counties, so that we can create these links between the CPA and the, the clubs. Because we're trying to speak out for everyone. Um, now, I know everyone doesn't have the same opinion. There might be people that still agree with the with Port Duffy's proposals, but we're trying to just get out there for for the for the, the club players to show that we are not just here to make money, we're not just here for commercial use, for any of this stuff um that you know you mentioned there the the, G, the GPA have branched out into. Like we have said during different executive meetings within the within the CPA that if in five years time the GAA has organized the fixtures and that everything is up to scratch with what we believe and what we want from the CPA, well, then we could happily disband as an organisation because I think up until now, you know, the, the club the club player has been crying out for an, an association or people to look after them. So that's what we're trying to hopefully provide. As we said, in five years' time, if all those boxes were ticked, we, we said we would gladly, you know, disband because there shouldn't really be a need for us yeah. Um, you know, looking out for the 
the, the 95%. You shouldn't be looking, at, you shouldn't have to create another organization to do that. But we felt that it's needed. Time is, you know, enough is enough, as Park mentioned at the start. Enough is enough. We have to look out for each other. We have to look out for the, the, the club player. And we felt this is the way to do it. And so far, we've got a lot of support behind us from people from around the country. And, you know, those numbers are growing. And hopefully, after this, this weekend at Congress, um, you know, fingers crossed we get our motion passed and we are officially recognised as the, the Club Players Association within the GAA, then, you know, people can't ignore us. Um, you know, the GAA cannot ignore us. I, even at the minute, the fact that we have 20,000, over 20,000 people signed up in just over a month speaks volumes, I think. Um, so, you know, hopefully going forward, it's um, it's going to be meaningful uh, adaptations to these fixtures because it's needed. And from a question for both of you, you, you've obviously, from talking to De- uh, Declan and then gone back into your own clubs and talking to uh, counties, I suppose, firstly to Porrick, what's been the reaction in a in a county like Longford? I'm sure there's other economic issues that, that surround uh, towns and fellas emigrating or whatever. Is this, is, is, is there a, an appetite for change? Oh, absolutely. The response has been very, very positive. You know, you know yourselves, Longford is a small county, and we've had over over three hundred people, three hundred footballers, all sign up uh, within the last month. So, and we last weekend we had a, had a meeting of the different club reps along with Shane Curran, and it was very very positive. People want change; they're fed up. But like from from Longford's own point of view, and you're mentioning emigration and that, like my own club, we won we won the under twenty one championship in twenty thirteen, and there's only five of those lads left playing now playing adult football so you know that's not that's that's as i said that's external circumstances have a lot to do with that but there is a drain there and people are getting fed up and then when you have instances like some clubs played three championship games in eight days during the summer last year in longford and but they were doing nothing for three between between may and the end of july and so that kind of drove the kind of anger which is why we've getting the positive response we've been getting so far that kind of thing and um, yeah, it's 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 positive and it's it's building all the time. I'm getting new members, I'm getting emails, getting calls from different people around the county to see what this is all about and how they can help and how they can drive it on in their own clubs in Longford. So yeah, it's quite good. But as Kevin was saying, it'd be great if there was no need for it. <laughs> but unfortunately, it has come to that. But for you, Kevin, I'm sure you have a unique set of challenges in Dublin um, and in your own club in Chemical Croaks. Like of of. The challenges that come of being a club uh, compared to say if you're playing in a Longford or or wherever around the country, what are the like? What does the feedback mean? Um, well, I know by no means is it's not easy for the Dublin County Board, but I thought they've they've done it as best as they possibly can. And back to my point I mentioned earlier on that like we're not blaming anybody. The county boards, the GA, there's no one to blame. Obviously, we're trying to accommodate the GA are trying to accommodate everybody whether it be the club, the colleges, the the county teams. And unfortunately, there's been just a massive, um, you know, mix, not mix up, just, just been a massive um, amount of games put into this one calendar. And I just think everyone will have to sort of give a bit in order to, to benefit everybody. Um, and again, people won't like it, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, we're, we're looking out for, for again back to the the welfare of the player because we don't want people giving up because they've lost interest in it we don't want people giving up because of injuries and Christy McKay came out there saying you know if if the proposals do go ahead it will have a detriment effect on on the player um 
but just in relation to Dublin, like obviously the the super competition Dublin have now within their own squad has led to um you know Dublin competing in late August, start of September every year for the last number of years, which is brilliant. Um, I've been involved in it myself and it's, it, it is amazing. But I've also seen the side where you're, you're the club player waiting to find out if if Dublin are going to make it to another final. And if they do, then the, the championship is put back even further. Um, so you add into that then the, the fact that you have under-21s, you have minors doing well, you have the hurling team might be, you know, ha, has done well in every couple of years. Um and we've had, you know, a club mate of mine, Niall Corker, mentioned to me that one of his championship games was, was pulled last year or was um, postponed because of one Dublin footballer not being able to play for his, his hurling team. So when you have that knock-on effect, you can see the frustration within the club player, especially, as I said, when you start training in January, you might play one league, you, you might play one championship game in April, and then you're taking another four or five months off um, you know the sun is, is is beaming down on the on the pitches. You're loving the the training session, but you would love to play matches instead. Um, so the challenge is trying to get as many club championship games. I think played. I think during the year, um, I'm sure Jim Gavin will look. I, you have to look at the fact that he, yes, players couldn't get injured, but I always thought you could get injured walking across the road. So I think the more matches that are played during the year, the more opportunity players get to represent their county uh, and also the county managers get to see those players and see how they perform against different individuals in a pressured situation instead of just playing these, these in-house games uh, that's my own my own opinion on it now but the reason and it's 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 interesting what you mentioned Kevin because that's earlier what I was trying to get at in terms of what the club players association as, as a as a future um, goal for it because in my own situation I stopped playing a number of years ago, but I've been involved with a club in Dublin for a long period of my life. And I moved to London a couple, uh, two years ago and got involved with a club over here. And the challenge is, is it's very unique. And that's why that's why I think it's there's an interesting platform or an interesting corner of the market, to use business speak for a moment, with for the yeah. Club Players Association. Because... Like, for instance, within Dublin, you'll know yourself, Kevin, like Dublin are a juggernaut as a county. The county football team is a juggernaut in itself. And like what we were saying, and Pork as well, you're saying about compared to the Longford team that has its run in the championship, does very well, but gets to a point and, and, uh, and then, you know, club action resumes. And over in London as well, like what... What do you say, like in terms of the club player association? What do they? What do you say to the to the exiles? What do you say to the the London players that might have their own particular challenges about getting involved? Um, well, you know, I think in relation to the fixtures, like we we want to set out a, a structured and meaningful calendar, but at the end of the day, we can't do it because it's not a one size fits all. Um, so we're trying to, you know, create some of these if you want to call it principles or values that each county board will have to sit down and tick these boxes for their calendar so that, you know, we're, we're making sure that everyone who's, you know, people start playing GA because they love the game. Um, and for the exiles who are leaving, I just think, you know, if we, if we as a community could, you know, even, even help them out by, by staying around so that they don't have to leave or something keeping them in the community, 
Um, and the reason I'm saying that is I just I, I heard something about Schlock Neil there. You know, they're a, a super community now. They've done really well in the last number of, of months in the in the different codes in the GA and they've helped to promote um their club members, you know, to stay in their stay in the area. They've created jobs for them, been able been able to to grow this little parish and, you know, the benefits have, have they've reaped all the, the, the benefits of it. Um but for lads that are for for lads that are away Yes, you get challenges everywhere, but I just think um, the more that the, we work together as a group, I, hopefully the less people we'll see leaving our sport. And just to put that point to you, Porik, in terms of the challenges, I'm, I'm sure that you, you find we spoke there about the economic concerns or whatever. Like, what what do you think as a club, as someone who's obviously so passionate about the club situation in Ireland, when you look at some, a team like Slough Neil, is it a, is it a case of um, optimism is it a case of taking inspiration from us, or do you look at them and say there's not much hope of us, uh, my my club down along for ever getting to that level because of the way the fixture situation is, or the club the current situation is for for the club player. Yeah, when you look at what they've achieved, it's it, it's incredible. And like my my town, I'm from a place called Drumlish, and I think Schlock Neil is probably about half the size of it. So when you see what they're able to achieve, you you look at your own, and you're like, why why can't we achieve that? And the overall opinion around my area will be that it's impossible. Like nothing's going nothing is going to happen. Lads are lads are leaving not just my club, other clubs in Longford. Lads are leaving the leaving the country left, right, and centre, and they're moving moving to Dublin, and they're not interested in making that trek back. They're down in Cork, they're in Galway, they're in Belfast, and they're not. Just the the straws the straw eventually breaks the camel's back o- over years of frustration about not knowing when you're going to get playing not knowing when you're able to take a holiday and lads get to 27, 28 years of age and they just decide for themselves, probably even subconsciously, they're just thinking, I hey, know I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not doing it this year. And yeah, the over the overarching issue is the intercounty format. That like that if that is changed, you would see the trickle down effect down to down to the junior B clubs. I think anyway, and that's that's what needs that would that's what needs to happen. That needs to change to affect change all the way down. And I think you'd find you'd find a much happier association if that is the case. That's done, and it's not going to be done. It's not going to be done this weekend with the proposals that are on board anyway. Is that, so then going forward, aside from, um, well, actually no, including the fixture mess. What, what is the biggest challenge? Is it gaining recognition because? You both mentioned that the support has been uh, phenomenal from club players all around in your own areas and from people you talked to in the country. So it is gaining a huge amount of credibility, and anybody I've talked to has given it a huge amount of credibility compared to, say, maybe the GPA when it was first formed a number of years ago. So if it has that credibility, if it has that confidence, what is the, the next big challenge for the CPA? If we got official recognition, it would mean you officially cannot be ignored by uh, provincial boards or, or county boards, and you would have it. You, should, you would hope that you would end up having a say in how fixtures are going to be implemented. So that that's what that's what I would hope out of getting official recognition. Anyway, um, I don't know. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, just the, you know the, the the fact that we don't have a say um, all we're trying to do is to, to speak for three or four minutes at the at Congress and we couldn't even get that 
Um, we, I think, again, mention back to that word fear that the GA may have about the CPA. Maybe even if we had three minutes to speak at Congress, maybe they thought that, you know, we'd be putting down all these uh, proposals by Port Duffy. But again, it was three minutes that we were hoping to get across to the different get dele- delegates within the GA to just promote us as an organisation to look after the club player um, and get that official recognition that we need. But also, if we don't get it, again, that doesn't mean that we'll disband. It just means that we just have to go harder next time uh, because at the end of the day, our ultimate, our ultimate goal sorry, is, to, uh, is to fix the fixtures and that will not stop. Um, from 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 speaking to you both, what I seem to the the idea I'm getting from both of you is that what annoys you greatly is the fact that there doesn't seem to be any explanation as to being barred from the GA Congress as a as an organisation this weekend. Am I right? Yeah. Well, like all we were asking for was a couple of minutes. Um, we, you, you have to get it from the president, so obviously that was uh, it was declined. So. Yeah, we were. It is it, to be honest. It's frustrating because it's not as if it's myself and Pork asking, "Can we, can we speak for a few minutes?" We have thousands of people behind us. We have the GA organisation who are trying to stand up for all these um, average Joes playing playing the sport, and you know, it, it's it, it, we're just being ignored basically, um, systematically and you know strategically just ignored. Uh, so. We're just trying to, to, to get out there so that every every county can see that we're there to help everyone. We're not we're not saying we're the best at it. We're not saying we have all the answers, but we want to make sure that we have all the stakeholders in one room to organise and to, to, to sort out these uh, fixtures. I, I just something that was brought up during the week. Um, just to kind of go slightly off topic for a moment, but mm-hmm. I think it's something that I, I, when I when I read particular comments by the by the leash assistant treasurer at the county convention i don't know if you either of you saw them but it kind of hit home about i think uh, that this topic that also affects the club game around the idea of the game gaa almost being at war and i just want to get your idea uh, your uh, your uh, your opinions around just moving away from the actual proposals for a moment, but yeah, yeah, in terms of the club game and participation rates, because we've we we've talked about that participation participation rate is is declining in some in some respects, um, among around the country. What what do you think is the role of the GAA in terms of helping the club player to keep playing the game as the years goes on? Um, well, just well, I, I did see that that uh, those few comments from the the leash selector, whoever I didn't actually I didn't know what it was, but I just saw that the the comments about the war stuff, and I saw that a few things, a few messages put up that you know if you're playing soccer on a Sunday, you're not you won't be available for you sorry if you play soccer on a Saturday, you will not be picked, you won't be available for the Gaelic team on the Sunday and you know that that drives a bit of resentment but within within people um within within young people who are looking to play GA as their sport and be, again because they love it. Uh, just going from personal experiences, I grew up playing soccer, um started in the, the Gaelic football and loved it and uh, had the choice to play soccer at a high level but because of my love for, for Gaelic football I ended up sticking with Gaelic football and Maybe when I look back on it, it was a bit, little bit of a regret. But for all the success that I have had in the GA, it's um, they've easily 
you know, taking over all these regrets that I would have had. But I just think if we're starting to turn away kids from from the GA because they're involved in soccer or rugby or other sports, it's we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're trying to promote it instead of negating other um, sports. I think we have to do it as best as we can to promote GA as a an amazing sport that we do play in this country. Yes, it's played in other countries, but you know it is our national sport. We are we are mad about it, and that's why you know we're speaking to you on the on, on the phone now because. You know, if we didn't like it, we wouldn't waste our time on the phone to you. Um, and that's well, that's what I'm just trying to get out there. That of course, of just, course. Just because just because kids are playing other sports, I know when I played soccer, my soccer skills helped me in Gaelic football and vice versa. So, yes, when you when you're getting to an older age, you obviously can't be no, training I, every night of the week, and that's why we just have to make sure that we promote GA as best as we possibly can. I don't no, think I we're doing that. I understand that. I know, I know. I know. I'm not saying that in terms of. Um, the GA players that when they get into their late twenties, early thirties, or whatever, are playing a multiple sport. But I mean, the, my my point was that as a club, as the club players' association, it and again is it is done seems to have done great work so far in terms of getting the message out there. But as, my point was that the club players' association has other 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 things to take on and turn or other problems that will come from the club player and it's 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 heartening to see that they that they've taken this on their fixtures mess so yeah. head on and fair play to both of you in terms of sparing your time and fair play to to both of you for being with us here just, uh, for the podcast it's it's always uh, very grateful it's great that someone's allowing us to speak yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it it is. I just I think it's a unique challenge in terms of the sport, and it's always it's something I I've I I think we've all at whatever level you played, whatever level you even coach at, I think we've all thought about this over the last couple of years because because it's not. I doubt there's anybody in the country that's you know come the month of December when you you know when you're when you're at home and someone says oh the county final or county semi-final has been fixed for next week next sunday and you're kind of going well it's pissing rain and it's snowing yeah, it's, yeah. the the yeah. pitches aren't crap but, and lads then like i i know from my point my, my myself i coached some minor teams back home and the biggest challenge was trying to get lads to 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 stay motivated because yeah. when they were playing other sports and it kind of this all comes back to the fixture thing i remember one particular guy saying to me I love playing Gaelic football. I love the idea of coming out of my club, but I'm with a soccer team who have told me I'm going to be playing every second weekend, whereas I haven't played a game of Gaelic football for the last four weeks. And this, I yeah, can't, very true. Yeah. I can't commit, and yeah. that's that, that. That's the point I was trying to make, rather than you. Know, but, um, but just in terms of, I suppose you know, you're both you're both obviously hugely committed club players, but but you're also. Um, have had inter-county careers that have spanned um, varying lengths. And yourself, Kevin, I, I don't know, like, in your situation with Dublin, uh, you, you're obviously, I, I can take that you're not with the Dubs uh, this year. I'm not, no, I, I haven't played with them in just over, about two years now, the end of the National League in 2015. So I've seen two campaigns with the club that I haven't been involved with the county scene. So I've had, I have seen both sides of it. And, like a really annoying thing on my behalf is seeing the likes of Paul Mannion, Keno Sullivan, who've won a count, sorry, who've won an All Ireland final with the with the county, and then within six days they've been a, they've been asked to uh, 
to tug out for their club in a championship game against Ballyboden who are the holding um, club champions. So, you know, we're, we're trying to promote this sport and sure. get get lads playing into county football and getting to an All-Ireland final and winning the final. But then within six, seven days, they have to go out and train and, and play for the club. So I do understand, yes, there was replays and all, but I just think if we had less of this... Um, congestion in the fixtures it would it would enable players to you know to maybe a lot not maybe to enjoy their football more and you know you get a chance to see the, the players playing at their for their club and at a at an extremely high level i know like looking in crow park looking at sorry looking in parnell park this year some of the club matches that were going on were a hundred times better than some of the county games that were going on this year so People are still crowding out Parnell Park with eight, nine thousand people there to watch the likes of Ballymoon against Vincent's and you know, seeing Dermot Connolly against Philly McMahon and yes, their partners and their teammates during the intercounty season, but once they're with the clubs they're tearing each other's heads off. And people want to see that. But I just think if you're if we're if we're housing those games late in October, November when it's a horrible wet day, we don't get to see those players play as best as they possibly can for their club. What about you, Porik, in terms of your your experiences from being on the Longford panel to coming onto the into back into the club scene? Or are you yes. still you're, are you still with the county panel? No, I haven't been with the county panel since twenty fifteen. That was that was my last year. And um, so, yeah, but the same as Kevin. Well, I wouldn't have the same experience as Kevin, but uh, you, you got you get to see both sides of it. Being a solely a club player and as a county player going back into the club, and it is it is very very difficult. Like I. I as Kevin alluded to, like even in in Longford, any of the county champions that they, they finish up in, they finish they win the county title. They might get a bit of a run in Leinster. The likes of, the likes of Kilo have got a, a good run in Leinster the last number of years. And going on into November, the same with Mullinacht this year, and then they get knocked out and they're straight into pre-season season with Longford, and it just it never ends. So it, it is it is very very difficult and. It, I think it, it was unpleasable, but that off-season of what was supposed to be in November and December, if that could actually have been implemented properly and policed properly, it would have been fantastic to give players a proper break at, at the end of winter, November and December. It would be badly needed. But, um, yeah, obviously every every county going out there uh, decided to uh, disregard that particular law. It's been... Very, very enjoyable speaking to you about uh, this evening, or, and uh, thanks very much for giving up your time. And I do hope that uh, the idea, the ideas are taken on board by the GAA this weekend and at Congress, and and that uh, I'm sure we'll um, be speaking again about further issues that come down the road with uh, the CPA. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for that. Yeah, thank you very much for as Pork mentioned there for allowing us to speak. <laughs> unlike, unlike other people in the GA, I, I suppose that's without without kind of going into uh, name and names. Um, just a very 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 last point, I promise. But going into name and names of different TV stations, what what has the coverage been like of the CPA? Um, well, we have since the official launch, we had um, we've had a good bit of media exposure, and I just think. You mentioned there just a few minutes ago about you know people knowing our message. I still think there's GA players out there that haven't fully heard or understood what we're trying to do here. Like we're not here at all to fight with anyone. We're here to try and organise us for everyone. You know, organise the GA for for every 
for every player because at the end of the day every county player is a club player and you can't have county teams without club players and um, I just think the, it, the more media exposure we get the more and benefit it is for us as an organisation um, both GA and CPA because it was brilliant to see the GPA as well getting involved and you know agreeing with what the CPA had said so I just think I, I, I'm being optimistic and I'm just saying that you know I think down the line yes we'll have a lot of positives from all this and Yes, change is horrible and it can be can be frightening, but I just think the more we the more we do now, you know, the benefits we'll see in the next ten, fifteen years of the of GA sport. Great, so I think that's a perfect uh, spot to leave it at. Thanks very much to Kevin Nolan and thanks very much to Porica for uh, coming on board to have a chat about uh, CPA. If you want, if any players are listening to this and want to get involved, where can they go to have a look? GAClubplayers.com and uh, can register there. It takes less than sixty seconds. Uh, they can email. They can email any of any of the the executive of the the CPA, Kevin or myself, Porikil at gmail.com. If they want any want have any questions that they need answered, I'd be delighted to help and get back to them. Great stuff. Great Thank stuff. You. Cheers, guys. Thank Thanks you very much, Pierre. Thank you.